0: On December 4th, Netflix dropped its latest season of Big Mouth, Season 4. In the Season 3 finale, the two main characters, Andrew and Nick, both middle schoolers going through puberty, are no longer friends. Nick breaks up with Missy, and Jesse is moving. Season 4 begins right afterwards. So, what happens?
1: Well, the first thing that they did was they showed a recap, and I was a little confused because after the recap, it kind of explained everything you did in song form, uh, the actual like episode started. But they kept the recap in the actual episode, too. So you basically watched it twice. And I think this season is going to revolve around the summer camp that um, it seems that Andrew, so they played
0: So the, they, they played the recap two they times played, in a row. Yeah,
1: and I thought, like, maybe when they're playing it a second time, they're going to interrupt it again. Because, you know, the show, like, loves to break the fourth wall, but it didn't. So, yeah, you just saw the same thing twice.
0: I know that in some Netflix shows, they have a preset recap that's sometimes played before the show if it knows you're watching the beginning of a new season. But I've maybe the show didn't realize that and put it into production itself, like, so that it was maybe. ingrained in the episode. Yeah. but So this, just some confusion there. Maybe they'll fix it. Mm-hmm. So we're at a summer camp this season. Yes. Which is, like, is it, like, Wet Hot Americans Yes, it basically Or, like, okay, yeah, I was yeah. going to ask, is it, like, Sleepaway Camp?
1: No, well yeah like a parody of that is um, it a
0: paradise it's a, it's a parody of the no, horror film uh, no no i meant more
1: like it looks like the wet hot american summer set but this is just a normal place but for example you have like john oliver who looks exactly the same in this and not only that he's basically performing the same jokes that he does in um last week tonight like complete self-deprecation and he's the person that runs the summer camp is there anything that precedes them mm-hmm. getting to the summer camp uh, yeah, you see different characters come at different times. Like, for example, Andrew is the last one to
0: show up to the summer camp yeah. um, because his parents basically forced him to go. All the other seasons have taken place during the school year, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think so. And now all the kids are going to be at the summer camp.
1: Well, you have some characters that have stayed behind. For example, you have uh, Jay and Lola. They have their own separate storyline this episode. You also see Matthew. Well, Jay doesn't
0: really have parents, does he? So he yeah, he's he has, has to just kind
1: of evil brothers uh-huh. um, and a dog that always like is really emotional they even play off of that this episode and then you also get characters like Matthew and Aiden um the a couple
0: now the uh, dog and talk right yeah for anyone who hasn't watched this show it's an animated show about middle schoolers but it's a coming of age comedy that's not afraid to veer into the kind of disgustiness of puberty and, yeah, in, in fact in all its glory. We
1: hear a hormone monster say to uh Gabe in a backstory Nobody likes puberty, that's why they made the fucking show. And then they break the fourth wall. So they do that all the time too. And Gabe was a new character who's actually goes by Natalie now. How many died. new characters
0: do you think they have?
1: I'd say three.
0: And you were saying Gabe is Natalie, a trans character? yeah, a trans right. character. Do you know who's play who plays her? No, I don't. Okay, it's the same person who plays the trans character in Saved by the Bell. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so she's making the rounds.
1: The episode kind of revolves around her. Like, she has the probably the biggest plot line. Um, because originally, she was really mean to my favorite character of this show, Jesse. But then Jesse kind of, um, like, really comes to bond with her as well. And kind of... They become friends after fighting. Yeah. Okay, classic. And yeah, well, think, is that, is it, wait, that's the that, that's, that's Yeah, okay. that's her storyline. Well, the
0: reason why it's interesting to have a trans character being represented, uh, other than the fact that you have her doing the same thing in Saved by the Bell, is that in the original Sleepaway Camp movie, you had the horror villain right, being yeah. like a, a trans character that was clearly meant, like back in the 80s, they were not giving them justice as far as people were right, concerned. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you also have Jason Manzoukas, who does the podcast How Did This Get Made? Mm-hmm. And that was like their best episode when they were reviewing the yeah, uh, boy camp yeah. so it's just funny that they're both involved in this um
1: and, and that's something i really like about the show the fact that so many famous people are in there and you can tell they're having a great time like, yeah
0: but it's also famous people that you can tell aren't shamed by like their embarrassment that are self-deprecating like you said but aren't afraid to talk about their past for comedy's sake But right, yeah like would you want to be a writer would you really want to be a writer for big mouth Probably not, no, because I think that it follows,
1: like, you can tell that this was definitely inspired by John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Well, actually, I don't think John
0: Mulaney plays too much of a role in the background production, at least from the articles I was reading. It well, I know is, Nick Kroll does, right? It, well, like, Nick Kroll created yeah. it, and it's based on his life and, and his uh, his best friend, Andrew Goldberg, growing up. Um, who also been that makes a lot yeah that makes a
1: lot more sense now because it's andrew globerman in the show and and, uh andrew and seth goldberg
0: yes but when you're actually writing for them you have to be really vulnerable and apparently in previous seasons before covid before they did everything over zoom when they were in the writer's room they had people ditch their phones It's so that like nothing embarrassment could be embarrassing could be like repeated. And it was like a safe space where people were just super open. And I think I read that Nick Kroll's sister's involved with also the writing. So even though Nick's character is super embarrassed all the time, because for one thing, he has like a micro penis at this age and stuff like that. For comedy's sake, they're just spilling all these beans out for the whole writer's room, and I'm just like, I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> and I imagine it would take a while to write each episode because,
1: just like other episodes, they're filled with jokes.
0: What was the worst joke? Like, this episode, what was the dirtiest joke that they had?
1: Well, uh, it happens a couple times. Um, basically, Seth and Andrew pull down their pants and say, you seem hungry, You need, it seems like you need a nut, and you literally see
0: their, their yeah, balls. I like, am surprised because it's been critically acclaimed from the get-go, and... That there hasn't been more of a pushback. That they are documenting like middle schoolers, but at the same time, because it's animated, it's okay. It has kind of paved the road for shows like Pen Fifteen, mm-hmm. though, because and Sex Education, where they can talk about these um, kind of awkward years in a yeah. way that is funny, but also more, I guess, truthful in a way than uh, a lot of shows have previously portrayed it
1: and i don't think that it's like that bad a show honestly for teens to be watching like it is an easy show to kind of into learning stuff Mm -hmm.
0: at the same time i've heard that this season is more introspective than previous seasons even though they they'll still gross you out with stuff it's going to be more about anxiety Okay. Um, and yeah. d- is there a character or something that has I would to be- say
1: Natalie's story definitely revolves around anxiety and probably the biggest example is Nick by the very end of the episode feels very left out the whole summer camp he feels like Seth isn't really paying attention to him he absolutely did not want to see Andrew at all Um, in the episode. Do you remember
0: the character they introduced last season? And we will talk about Nick and Andrew, but, like, do you remember who she was? Yeah, she even had a part in the song, but I don't... She was a pansexual, right? Yes, and the show was sort of bashed by the way they represented pansexuals. Like, there was, like, this whole movement to kind of... Not to cancel them. Well, I remember the first scene that she's in, like, she starts acting really seductive, and she... And, like, everyone's like, oh, she's pansexual. I'm not even sure what the specifics were to it, but I know that they wanted in this season when they represented a trans character to be much more on top of it. And Nick Kroll hasn't been afraid to apologize for previous mistakes, which is a lot different than some shows that try to like, We're just gonna like ignore you,
1: yeah. The trans character's storyline actually got kind of dark because they bring up uh hormone blockers and the fact that like basically she was just filled with anxiety. There's a character named Tito who was an anxiety mosquito, and she's like Tito, the anxiety mosquito, he's
0: kind of like the shame monster, sort Uh, of a villain, right?
1: Yeah, I got yeah, and then Nick Tito's a she, yeah. And Nick kills uh like one of the mosquitoes, and like it ends up being since there are a million of them, they're all Tito. Oh, okay, so and it's funny because when Nick kills one, then Tito is like, you killed me, but I understand I'm the worst and I blah, blah, blah. And whenever you saw characters like, um, get really anxious. You always heard their inner monologues. It kind of turns gr- with a green tint. You always saw the mosquito, like, in the frame. So with the new bad guy, did it feel like a different season? Yeah, this felt the most differentiated from the first three. And I'm a little sad that most of the characters are just going to take place at this summer camp because one of the things I like most about the show is, like, every single episode, you see them in different places, and I believe that gives a lot more, um, like, products for combi- Is Is for the combi. bus driver there? Um, Coach Steve? Yes. Yeah, Coach Steve shows up, he's at a public pool, that's where some of the episode takes place, and I forgot that he uh, joined Queer Eye by the very end of last so season. Did I, I did. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. They, they were like following him around and stuff, right?
1: Yeah, and yeah. he's a lifeguard now, so he definitely had some great comedy. Uh, he even says no monkey business in the pool except for monkey business, and then they go over to monkeys doing, monkey, doing yeah. business in the uh, pool. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard because the, a lot of the jokes rely just on visual gags
0: i postulate that most animated shows depend on visual gags uh you said earlier that jesse was your favorite character right
1: yeah i because she's the most normal out of all of them it's like the venture bros she had
0: depression right
1: yeah uh, but but she's not like you know going crazy and like having to like speak to the hormone monster the whole entire time they were pretty funny this episode i must say
0: what did the Um, hormone monsters do
1: Maurice and Constance absolutely hate each other in the show, but it's a hate lust relationship. So, for example, Sorry, a hate
0: lust. Re- it's more like a hate love relationship, isn't it?
1: I mean, Constance in this episode breaks off of the skis I get that, that she they has have on, sex all and night, yeah. yeah, but like, and then she shoves it up Maurice's butt. Like, it's just it's yeah. ridiculous. And
0: he's got all those like weird penises that fall. On yeah, all and the,
1: stuff. and one was particularly funny this episode where it's like started monologuing. The penis started monologuing. <laughs> yeah, well, and it had mon- a voice. Yeah. I didn't even know it had a voice. They always Some like the... squeak or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think some of them do. So, yeah, that one was funny. He also has a cigar.
0: <laughs> okay. How about Missy? Was Missy up to anything? Missy wasn't in this episode, really. Okay. So, she's someone we should talk about because Jenny Slate, who voices her character, and most of this season was filmed, or <laughs> filmed, um, was, it was, like, produced before COVID hit. But once COVID hit, and then followed by the protests, uh, specifically George Floyd, um, Jenny Slate, who is white, said, called kroll and said i'm not going to voice her character anymore okay so they replaced her character for the last few episodes and also the next few seasons because it's already been renewed for two more seasons yeah i was
1: gonna ask i even put down my notes how long this show
0: was going to go on for As, as long as they want but kroll basically says that because it's only been around for four seasons and the episodes are like 10 episodes each it still feels like everyone's really special to him. But by like the time it's season 15, he's not going to feel yeah, the same. Yeah, I assume so. Yeah, but it's a big deal for Jenny Slate to actually be represented by a character who went through... Because that's the whole idea. Nick Kroll went through some of the things that the younger version of Nick did. His best friend was... Uh, Andrew, and then Jessie is based on her character who voices her as well. So everybody has to have something involved in it, and just because Missy was Jewish that didn't mean she had she grew up as a black
1: kid. So did Jason Manzoukas and his character, like, go yeah, through that? Yeah, so
0: Jason Manzoukas had a talking dog when he was younger, and it really affected Wait, his life. No, no. <laughs> i <laughs> What are you asking? I'm, well, I'm just saying that you're saying every single character had kind of things I'm happen sure to them. I'm su- uh, sure I keep on wanting to call him Sudeikis. Did I say No, you didn't. You said the right one. Um, That he he has brought in certain things. But I think it's also just because he's super open and less shameful yeah. <laughs> when he's able to just do this he always plays crazy characters yeah it's a perfect role for him and yeah. it does look like him when he's a kid
1: and speaking of him jay and lola in this episode make out like you basically see them hang out throughout the whole entire episode just kind of bonding and making jokes and yeah. then it turns out that lola beats up his brothers which was fun to see because the brothers are always incredibly mean to jay even though jay is kind of crazy yeah but then they made they make out i think
0: one of the brothers is voiced by mark duplass which yeah I,
1: I saw his name in the credits
0: yeah because uh uh, they all have connections, all these people. So you have a lot of the League members there. And that's
1: the reason why also I like the show. Like, just There's a lot to, of comic yeah. comedians that you recognize. Yeah. so does Robot Chicken. Yeah, but I mean, like this one, you they literally had Like Nathan Fillion,
0: why is he there? He doesn't Ooh, have but to be there. But yeah, exactly. Well, you're probably going to like this piece of news then. Uh, apparently, they're expanding the universe of Big Mouth. And they're bringing in a show, a spinoff called Human Resources. And it's, again, based in the same universe... And it's a workplace comedy, so and it's all being produced by uh Kroll. You're serious? <laughs> yeah. That's not that, so it's like BoJack Horseman and like
1: when they did that spinoff of the two other characters, and they decided... uh, maybe, or maybe like Family Guy when they
0: did the spinoff of the Cleveland show. I mean, I like Big Mouth, but I don't know how big the universe can really get. Well, with Kroll behind it, he seems he's he's stretched thin right now, so he just got married too, like no. literally within the last week. And I know we're going into his life as opposed to the show, but it's interesting because he's also having a kid with the same lady. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so he's a, a lot of responsibility coming. He's doing movies. He's doing a movie that's with the director of the person who did Booksmart, and uh, he's working on it with Harry Styles. And so Harry <laughs> Styles was the first one to find out that he got married because he helped him. And this was a dumb, like pop tmz story yeah. for the longest time but he helped him with the preparation of like giving the ring in like a box of flowers or whatever okay that's yeah, so, so are they like really they're, good friends yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> i was thinking about doing like a game like which one direction member does nick kroll know the best <laughs> but then i was like that's stupid <laughs> so uh yeah back to the show What did you feel like the rest of the season's going to hold, except for it just being part of the sleepaway camp?
1: Well, I assume that we're going to probably get some more characters. Like we saw Devon and Devin, those two characters that got married last season as like middle schoolers. So I assume we're going to go more into that. Matthew and Aiden's storyline. Are you
0: pro middle school marriage?
1: No, absolutely Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) But Matthew and Aiden's storyline seemed like they were planting (laughs) the seeds to have that more in this season. I saw that this was 10 episodes as opposed to the 11 episodes that I was in for season three. Is there any reason for that? no just they had
0: 10 episodes in the first two seasons uh was there a character named milk yes milk was a so character tell me about milk <laughs> well he was one of those characters that we were introduced to
1: kind of four characters i didn't get any of the names except for milk but they're kind of like bullies I think he's also
0: voiced by john oliver right maybe i'm wrong is on he that. I, I i didn't you i couldn't can tell? tell if it if okay. was
1: He's a generic nerd with braces and like a tattered shirt, and he's also just like very. He says strange things that just come across as not normal.
0: Do you know any kids like him when you were growing up? Yeah, a couple. Oh, okay. So, they, do they grow up to be weird too, or? Well, I don't keep in contact with them. You're not friends with those no. kids. Were you one of those kids? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, milk. You mentioned a Seth character earlier. What's his deal?
1: yeah so at first we think that sorry seth- played by seth rogan but yeah, go yeah. Ahead. at first we think that seth is
0: going to be um friends who's also in the league i'm sorry i keep on interrupting <laughs> you but that just it just clicked in my brain i was like oh man everybody knows everyone on this yeah. show and then john oliver or sorry john oliver um nick kroll and uh john mulaney were in that like broadway production as well oh hello that's the name of Oh, hello,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, But Seth and Nake, you think that they're going to be friends at first. In fact, Seth even does the nut joke to him. Um, But... As Andrew is like really, really sad that he has to go to this camp, he meets Seth and they become really good friends. So much so that Nick starts to get really jealous and even his uh, lady hormone monster is like, oh no, they're bonding, they have to stop. And like, you know, and then- Does Seth's character have a a
0: hormone monster? No, we
1: never see it. Okay, But it also looks like him just in child form.
0: It also looks like Nick Kroll?
1: No, like Seth Rogen a little bit. Oh yeah,
0: of course. (laughs) Was there any update to Jessie's uh, moving or anything? Is she still planning to be in a different school?
1: Yeah, when we saw the recap, they kind of alluded that, and I think that the plan is that she is going feels to move. It like Stranger
0: Things, where you know that some of the kids are moving mm-hmm. for the next season, and it's like, how do you keep track? And then one of them's in Russia, not the kid, but the other guy. David Harbour, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and One of the characters I missed the most was Fred Armisen's character, the, the dad. dad of yeah. Do you know who
0: voices the dad of Andrew? you would have seen him oh
1: yeah he's the same guy who uh richard kind yeah richard kind yeah he's been in a couple shows that we've done (laughs) he does a great job i always love how he's like really mean
0: mean and sarcastic it tends to be sarcasm like runs the show as well
1: yeah i think his best moment was in season three episode five i think it was where he's literally speaking over the credits and he's like yelling about how this show is really bad yeah, um, and I like to make fun of the show. I wonder what they're going to do with that this season, if they're going to also do something with the credits in a lot of the episodes, because I remember in season two, Coach Steve was singing the credits as well, so I assume that's going to be an on-running joke.
0: So what would you say the best part of the episode was?
1: I, I'd i say probably with my, um, my favorite character, Jesse, and uh, Natalie, because I felt like it was the most real and it was funny also.
0: Um, and then the worst part? Worst part, I'm not too fond
1: of the Tito character. They seemed really annoying. The mosquito. Yeah, well, and- he's supposed to be. Well, yeah, but, I f- but like, you can be annoying and be charming at the same time. It was just an annoying character. I'm not a big fan of how they're going to bring that into the storyline. Like, that they're going to address it
0: that well, way. Well, they did with depression. They did it with uh, a shame, like we saw. So anxiety is just the next year, I guess. And everybody's anxious when they're just about d- to enter high school. It's weird. They started off in seventh grade. They've done one year, basically. And now they're going into eighth grade, or are they in eighth grade?
1: Well, I don't know. It's the well, summer. They would, yeah,
0: if it's the summer, then they're going into eighth grade.
1: I wonder if as the seasons go, it's going to, like, go into the high school storyline at all. If they're well, going once to
0: it out. actually hits puberty and adolescence and all that, like, they are doing the beginnings of it, but it, it will probably take away from the jokes. Because the whole idea of, like, the first, like... They made a big deal about how this was one of the first shows to show a girl getting her period. Yeah. Um, and how, like, that actually is progressive in a way that a lot of shows have never done before. And I remember
1: they did a joke, like, Everybody Bleeds. That was a song that played.
0: Exactly. And so they're not afraid of or to shy away from something like that. But once you're in high school, you're kind of, at least later on in high school, you're more of an adult than you ever were as a middle schooler. In fact, I would say that people feel more... In tune with themselves when they're 17, 18, than they would when they're 13, when they're like 40.
1: But in a show like Sex Education, which takes place in high school, it's very similar to Big Mouth in the sense that both like the main characters, and I consider the main character in Big Mouth, Nick, are kind of self-doubting. Are they
0: as gross in Sex Education, though? Like, I never saw a character in that show, in the limited, like, two episodes I've seen of them, like, humping a pillow and then having that No,
1: it's nowhere near the amount of crude that this is, because Sex Education is somewhat a drama also.
0: And this, I assume, is M.A. or what?
1: Yeah. It's okay. just, just so you like said big it's mouth. good
0: for teens to watch, even though it's it doesn't matter. It? Yeah, because yeah. it's it's good. It's what does Common Sense Media say about it? Andrew? I would say probably green I, for fourteen. I, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it, what, does it see it as a as a pro a plus thing, like for parents to sit down with their kids and watch? I don't so think. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's how it works. But. Okay. Have you seen a lot of these experiences that they're portraying and thought, well, that actually looks a lot like something that I went through. Well, yeah, but not to the
1: same extent.
0: Well, yeah, they exaggerate some, but some of them they don't. Like uh, the part where it's kind of like in the Pen15 thing where you did the research and you said that the two kids who are played by like, People in their olds, 30s, yeah. yeah, are taking events from their past childhood. And that's what Kroll does, where he's, like, his parents, like, at one point, I guess, waxed his mustache. And the girls in the Pen15 thing literally had their parents helping them get ready for a party um, yeah, in, I think in the awkward wa- ways. I think the waxing of the mustache happened to Andrew's character. Yeah, so, yeah. so, like, real things real experiences just depicted on the screen and added a little bit of humor but that doesn't mean that they're always exaggerated forms of it so no as, i think they do a good job of uh, i was asking you if you had any ones that you were like oh yeah that happened to me once well like here and there i'm but putting you on the spot <laughs> I, I don't have any specific okay, all right. examples. then we'll move on and we'll say that this has been the first episode of the fourth season of big mouth i guess
1: I want to say I, I i did like this episode a lot and i'm really glad it's back
0: yeah the ratings have been pretty consistent to what the previous seasons have been um imdb for for some reason the individual episodes are always in the sevens or early eights but as a show as a whole for the show it's got like an 8.0 okay. which is That's very decent. good yeah yeah and then on Rotten Tomatoes it's like 100% so good ratings nothing new uh, it would have been funny if it had come out out of the gate and just fallen on its face 38% it like, <laughs> no but they've already been renewed as I said so we can look forward to many more episodes
1: and it shouldn't really be like pushed back I don't think because it's an animated show so. yeah
0: they were already even in the works of doing season 5 when the protests were happening because Jenny Slate was looking into what she would be saying for her, oh, okay. her character and um, so they, they are well in advance of what they need to do and they have to be because kroll is so busy
1: so with that fifth season then are, is it going to be like the get down where they're going to release it very soon afterwards well, or see, is it... the,
0: the last um this season which takes place at the sleepaway camp only a few survivors make it out of here oh, okay. so yeah. the next season's clearly going to be oriented <laughs> on the police chase and i wonder whether who's or not die where yeah. we find out who killed andrew and whether or not it was nick <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh that's been today's episode thanks for listening we'll see you on the next one. Oh. Last thing, Uh, this is one of our 90th episodes. 93rd, I think. 93rd, 94th, whatever. Um, At our 100th episode, we're going to be doing a full ranking of um, our top 10, as well as going over every single show that we've done so far. An update. It should be pretty fun and long, but also funny, (laughs) because we'll have funny updates. Promise. Um, We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.